This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Let's get back into it with our panel. Ernie Eves, the former premier and finance minister. John Turley Ewart from Bay and Wall Streets. And Peter Tavins, the MPP for Toronto Danforth, the NDP's energy and climate change critic. The NDP were also instrumental in uh, helping prop up Kathleen Wynne. Look, these truckers that were protesting today, it's because of increased insurance rates they think are through the roof. It's kind of a yellow vest protest of sorts. You know, you're pushing the little guy a little too far. Yeah. How come uh, they were never lowered? Andrea made that a promise. If she's going to support you, uh, bring them down to... Uh, no, it, it was a condition of us supporting them on a budget, and they didn't deliver. And ultimately, the fact they didn't deliver on so much is what got them kicked out of government. Well, Just no one would well, believe them. Uh, the problem was that the NDP was somewhat credulous. I mean, if you had looked at the finance minister at the time in his background, before he became finance minister, he worked for RBC as a, as a government relations specialist advocating for their insurance arm. Charles uh, Sousa. No, yes, exactly. Which is a fair analysis, John, of Charles Sousa. But the reality is, generally <laughs> speaking, in minority government situations, governments do deliver. There, there was no way that that finance minister was going to ever do that. How do you think he got to where he was, right? I mean, he certainly got elected, but he had a huge amount of support on Bay Street and from the insurance firm. Insurance. Right. Wow. And so right. uh, keeping the premiums high is what? To whose interest? The insurance companies. Well, yeah. it, I mean, obviously, we we have we have issues in in in, in Ontario with high interest rates, uh, and you're not going to insurance get any, rates. Uh, rates. insurance rates. rates. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to get anywhere if you follow, for example, the BC model, where they're essentially insolvent. Uh, the last time I looked, uh, the question always comes down to fairness and also the cost of these uh, increased uh, rates. Is it because, for instance, we've had an awful lot of problems over the past decade with truck drivers? getting into accidents, having pieces of their vehicle, their, their wheels come flying off. Uh, you know, safety issues are, are a massive concern. I mean, there, there, are, there are ways to address this that uh, doesn't mean socializing insurance. By the way, you know what else is coming down? The rain, real heavy. Uh, if it's up in Muskoka, similar, uh, they're really in trouble because you've seen the water rising. And, you know, i got to ask you, uh, Mr. Tabins, again, you're the uh, environment critic here, Uh Doug Ford on the hook for this because I see where some people are blaming the fact that uh, there are cutbacks and conservation authorities are going to be impacted. But really, it was the Liberals who mismanaged the fu- uh, the, the file on uh, flood mitigation and all the rest. Look, I'm just getting this from a CBC website, uh, the Muskoka Watershed Management Plan. It's been... Uh, Hasn't been updated since 2006 to reflect changing watershed conditions and climate change. Yeah. No, that's the reality. And, and frankly... How come the Liberals I, dropped the ball? Well, they dropped the ball on John. so many things. No, <laughs> and, and that's, that's the killer on this, John, that, in fact, the Liberals didn't pay attention to the conservation authorities. I was talking to them uh, before the last election to the conservation authorities. They were saying they weren't getting the support they needed on flood control. And now... Ford's gone and cut their flood control budget by 50%. It's just going to be a lot worse with them. Well, Bad you, under the Liberals, worse under Ford. Really? You know, is Doug going to have to wear this because of Liberal mismanagement? I thought it was Mike Harris's fault. <laughs> if you dial I mean, back I, far every enough. Every day it rains, I think, of Mike Harris. You know, it's got to be his fault. <laughs> well, that's... I mean, it's, uh, it's easy to pick on whoever happens to be there at the time. The reality is, I agree, we need a lot better planning uh, with floodplain management. Nowadays, we were talking about this out there before the program started. Like, why do municipalities and provinces allow developers to develop subdivisions on floodplain lands? We we all know why. Money, money, money. Money for the developer, money for the municipality, tax revenue. Oh, well, we'll just worry about that when their houses flood out. And then we have to go and, you know, help these people, through no fault of their own, have bought homes in good faith. 
And now they're out in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. They can't get insurance now for floods because they've been wiped out once or twice already. And and they're on a floodplain. So I think there's some there's a lot of issues to be dealt with here, including, you know, climate change itself. It partly deals with this problem. There creates this problem. There's no doubt about well, it. Well, when you say partly, uh, I'm just wondering if Tabins is going to leap out of his seat and say it's entirely the result of climate change. Well, you can't say that any one event is entirely climate change because there are going to be weather fluctuations. What you can say is that climate change makes it worse than it would have been. And, you know, we've had flooding in the past, but what, what was it, 2017, we had really heavy flooding. We're having again in 2019. We used to have a, a longer gap between 100-year floods. Now we're getting them over five or six years. But, but is this, and that but is climate. It's it, the infrastructure. We have a real infrastructure issue. I mean, right behind my house, I live on a ravine, classic infrastructure issue. All the stormwater in northern Scarborough is dumped into a creek. It's not properly into sewers. So what happens in the creek behind my house? Every time we have a massive rainstorm, it washes out trees, it washes out the, the, the sandbanks, and it just gets wider and wider. And why? Because it was cheaper for the city not to build the infrastructure to properly control that outflow into Lake Ontario. So, you know, it, it, you know, people sit there and go, oh, my God, it's climate change. But it's also the state of our infrastructure. If you look downtown, we're building all these condos. We often get flooding on Simcoe Street. Why do you think that is? Is that climate change? Or because we've built like, a, you know, 50 towers downtown and we don't have this, the drain, uh, drainage to, to deal with all, everything. Again, it's a combination of the both. It is. Of course, it's a combination. The problem is, is the infrastructure isn't sexy, right? Well, you know, well, either that or I don't know how you quantify or ascertain that it's climate change. I mean, just because, you know, is it a causation correlation kind of argument or... But uh, you, see, well, I think that's a dead-end argument. The question is, how do you mitigate the, the, the what's happening? And, and the way you mitigate it, the risks is that you build the infrastructure you need to deal with the, the way the water and everything is running. Well, but, but the and the liberals failed to do that. Exactly. Well, they did fail to do that, but the reality is that... The climate is changing as it's changed. Infrastructure that might have worked 20 years ago or 30 years ago no longer works. You've got a whole different regime of rainfall coming down. You're going to have a lot more flooding. So it's both. I mean, the infrastructure we have may not have been adequate for the old climate. It's certainly not adequate for this climate. And it's going to be very expensive. Hey, by the way. what the city of Winnipeg did, for example, decades ago. Yes. They built floodplain management around the city. Everybody thought it was crazy at the time. They spent hundreds of millions of dollars. Now they look like the smartest boys on the block by far. I mean, that was forward progressive thinking. They were thinking ahead. But as you said, as somebody said, it isn't sexy to spend money on infrastructures. The public doesn't think that's a great idea because they can't see the immediate benefit coming to them. Well, you know, here's the other thing. Uh, the fossil fuel uh, industry, uh, now, we know that it's important to the economy of Canada, yet some people would want to stifle that in the interest of fighting climate change. Then you've got out in Alberta, Jason Kenney, who was sworn into office today, threatening to turn off the taps for petroleum flowing into B.C. because they won't let the Trans Mountain... And they want to root high gas prices. Well, you think, yeah, they got a buck seventy nine now. I think it's about a buck eighty on uh, a liter of regular unleaded... Horgan's going out of his mind because, and this is interesting because a lot of people speak theoretically about supporting, you know, exactly. fighting climate change, but then when they go to the pump and, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the wind is knocked out of them, suddenly they're humming a different tune. But Ernie, let me ask you, because you were there in the catbird seat as a provincial premier and finance minister, can you uh, actually 
do something to uh, hurt another province or, I mean, the argument is it goes both ways. Horgan's hurting Alberta. So turning off the taps, is that a strategic or a tactical move that you would support? Well, if I'm uh, Jason Kenney, it's uh, certainly a tool available to me. I mean, I, uh, isn't the same thing at all, but I told Mr. Martin at the time, who was the federal finance minister, that the province of Ontario was going to do its own income tax, just like the province of Quebec does, because they were, A, not paying us as much as they should, and B, they were taking six months and sometimes a year to pay us uh, what we're supposed to be getting when they collected the money. So I said, well, if you're not going to play ball with me, I'll just, well, you can't do that. Well, Quebec does it. Why am I any different than Quebec? I can do my own income tax system, and I'll send you your money six months or a year late. You happy with that? Uh, you know, it did bring about change in the system. Mr. Martin did start to deliver payments more rapidly on time. So, I mean, this is certainly a, a tool, a, a big hammer that uh, Jason but, uh, Kenney but, has but in his say, toolkit. I would say the, uh, the BC is getting to the tipping point. I mean, they're, they're, this is, I would call it the silent majority. People would like to see, obviously, you know, the environment protected. On the other hand, um, if you, you know, live out in rural B- uh, BC, you drive a truck because that's what you need to get around rural BC, and all of a sudden you can't afford that anymore, uh, that becomes a big problem. And, you know, there's, there's, there's limits to everything you can do. How big is your economy? How well positioned are people able to, to you know, take on extra costs? And I think the, uh, the NDP government in BC has realized that they've, they've gone as far as they can go, and you now have to wind it back. Well, the other thing is it's the lower mainland that may be uh, supporting these initiatives against, you know, the pipeline and so on and so oh, forth. I, oh, absolutely. I mean, there's, 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 there's people, no doubt, down there. But the, the, the question really comes, this is where we're a country, right? One province can't shut down the commerce of the country. And, and, and the interesting thing is BC wants to take this uh, to court and argue you can't stop the flow of, 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 uh, of these um, fuels into, into BC, uh, but BC says they can stop the flow of oil into BC. So the irony of the case is hilarious. They're arguing against themselves. Last word, Tabbins in 10 seconds. Well, the reality is BC has had no impact on the pipeline so far. These have been federal court cases decided primarily on... Indigenous rights. Uh, there may be a fight later, but right now, beating up on BC is not going to help Alberta. It's actually going to hurt it. All right. We'll end on that note. I really appreciate you guys coming in today. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on demand audio. 